0: Six streams.
1: The National Broadcasting Company presents The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective.
0: Sam
2: Spade, Detective Agency. Me,
1: sweetheart, bounce along, Spade.
2: Say. The only
1: cowpoke in the West with so much daylight between him and his saddle, the California Limited can pass under without ever slackening speed. So I'm rough and I'm tough and I'm ready, gal. I'll outshoot, outride, out-ride, and outcourt any man in boots. Or barefooted either, as a matter of fact. Choose your weapon. What's come over you? Where have you been? Where the air is warm and the women are warmer if in the end comes swift and sudden. Oh! I took Horace Greeley's advice, sweetheart. I went west. West?
2: But, Sam, I mean, are we all ready? To... I mean,
1: I... Keep I mean... your range tight, gal. I calculate the bull leg my way through the door garbed in my 12-gallon hat, my boxing shirt, my worn Levi's, and my twin six-guns with extra-large hammers to dictate my report on the dry gulch caper. <coughs> or they went that away. <laughs> See, William Spear, radio's outstanding producer, director of mystery and crime drama, brings you the greatest private detective of them all in the adventures of Sam Faye. Effie Sam. Come here, Prairie Flower. Are you the new school
0: oh.
2: oh what's happened to you, Sam? You're so strong, so 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 viril.
1: For real? Not only that, so beat, Effie. So absolutely dead.
2: Would you do anything that you did, uh,
1: Not unless you have an inn at the local cushion factory. Shall we speak? I'd like to get it over with. Thank you.
2: you mean it gives you a headache just
1: to think of it? It's not my head that I was referring to. You ready, little partner? Oh, ready? Date? Date? Fill it in to Lieutenant R.C. Halliday, Robbery Detail, San Francisco Police Department City. From Samuel Spade, license number 137596. Subject? A Wild West caper. Or, Hop Along Cassidy Can Have It. Dear Halliday, I should pray at this very instant I should be cramming for my entrance exams to the Mission Home for Saddle Private Detectives. But knowing how this report will tidy up your files, I shall proceed in a standing position. It was late yesterday afternoon when, for me, the bells hold. That was when I first heard the purty voice of the girl of the golden west,
2: uh, Mr. Spade. You are Sam Spade, the detective. Seven
1: days a week, twenty-four hours a day. Who, uh,
2: Mr. Spade? I'm calling about my grandfather. He, <laughs> you don't even know who I am, do you? I cannot
1: tell a lie. I don't,
2: ma'am. Uh, my name's Penny Brewster, and I only oh, hope I can tell you the story before grandfather comes to the phone. The story? Yes. You see. Oh, here he comes. Play along with him, Mr. Spade, please. And remember, you're not Sam Spade, the detective. Oh. You're Marshall Spade of the California Rangers.
1: Marshall? Wait a minute. I. You
2: must look the part. In a blue third suit? You'll think of something. I know you will. I've heard private detectives are terribly clever. Well, I, I. Marshall
1: Spade? That's right. Buck Bruce the talking. Yeah? And he says you're the straightest shooting pokie since Billy the Kid. T Rex? Huh? Oh, oh, sure, sure. T-Rex, Buck. T-Rex. Same as you and the horse fly along like you was one. T-Rex? Buck, Buck, at one time or another, I've taken a flyer on every nag in the game, trotters included. And you're my man, Marshal. Get up here fast. The shooting's liable to start any minute. <laughs> we, we have a bad connection on this phone. I thought you said the shooting's liable to start I and... ain't got no time to waste on useless palaver, Spade. Just get up here. I'll paint the whole picture when I see you. Get up where? Where are you? Why, in Dry Ghost. Where else would I be? Well, that's... Well, where is Dry Ghost? Take the main trail north out of town till you spot the oak circle. Then bear right. Yeah? I'll go down now and leave a change of at to the circle. Uh, how far would you say this circle is from San Fran? Oh, about a half-day's hard ride, I reckon. Half a day's... Out. Look, but I, I don't think I better. I'm out of condition. No, I haven't been riding lately. Oh, I... sure. That ain't what my purdy granddaughter tells you me. Purdy, eh? Half a day's hard ride. About 20 miles, huh? I don't remember any time along there. Don't worry about the town, Marshal. It's here. Just get in your saddle and get to open. You're sure there's a time there? Babe, I ain't got time to argue geography with you. Now, listen. Them $50 gold pieces clinking together, and I got a whole cellar full of them. Are you a coming up here? What? But... Tell him to take to the high hills. <laughs> Sam Spade rides again. I made two stops before I hailed a cab and told the startled driver to proceed north on the main trail out of town. At a corner newsstand where I rippled through a Western Story magazine to determine what the saddle and Spade brush Fred is wearing this season. And at the Hitchin Post costume shop where I donned what I thought was a Rather colorful facsimile of the
0: same.
1: We drove out 101 at a smooth 55 for almost half an hour before I spotted a circular clump of trees, complete with horse. As we reared to a halt, the driver looked back at me and shook his head. I'm taking down your description, Buster, just in case they asked. Black 10-gallon hat, purple silk shirt, almond dangora chap. Boy, I've seen everything now. You obviously aren't an Esquire man. Now, this wardrobe was personally endorsed by Mr. T. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You sure you want to get out here, Buster? At this very spot, Buster. But there ain't nothing here but nothing. Wrong, my good man. For you, there is this. For me, yonder seed and the dusty trail on your right. Pleasant journey back to the fort and keep an eye peeled for the Indians. A fruitcake. I've been hauling a fruitcake. (laughs) He drove off, and I staggered on the sides of my ankles toward the horse, the mount that Buck had left for me. Now this ordinary critter took one look at my costume, and as I swung up into the saddle, he shuddered, then closed his eyes and bowed. "Hey, wait for me, horse! Hey, horse! Horse!" Approximately seven miles later, and I was beginning to feel better because I was paralyzed from the waist down, that we flashed past a sign that read, Dry Gulf City Limits, beware of flying lead. And then came Dry Gulf Popper, ramshackled buildings lined its solitary dusty streets, roofs sagging, walls leaning crazily inward. There wasn't a human being in sight. Dry Gulch was a ghost town. We clumped past the Golden Spur Cafe, Whitey's Ponsorial Parlor, the Lone Ace Gambling Casino, and Gherkin's saddle and Harness Shop, all deserted, before my horse plowed to a halt in front of the Red Dog Saloon. I dismounted and hobbled in. Inside, the Red Dog was a spider's paradise. Cobwebs covered everything. A Jesse James Wanted poster packed on a wall. An 1835 calendar bearing a picture of Sam Houston. Even a bottle of red eye standing on the bar. I was there uh, washing the trail dust out of my throat when a familiar object on a shelf behind the bar caught my attention. I shoved the bottle hastily away from me and rapidly blinked my eyes. But what I'd seen was still there. A brand new oak tape television set. Uh-huh. And then somebody shoved another familiar object right into my ribs. For your sake, I hope your are Marshal Spade. The same, and also for my sake, I hope you don't have a nervous trigger finger. Mighty careless, Marshal, drinking with your back to the door. Let me look you over. Turn around. Uh, that's a no. All right, Buck. Here we are. Well, why in tarnation are you rigged out like nuts? Well, perhaps these aren't my best colors, but, uh, oh. How about this shooting you spoke of? What's the trouble, Buck? Oh, it's that low-down snake, Blackie Tolliver, Marshal.
0: Blackie
1: Tolliver? Oh, you must have heard of Blackie. Here, yeah, this is him here. Blackie Tolliver, sought for the robbery of the Cattleman's National Bank, Oklahoma City, June 25th, 1894. Mm-hmm. Mm, rough ornery, K. Use. Kay Use, mm. but he wrecked. We crossed trails first when he pulled that job. Me being a sheriff in 94 was up to me to chase him down. But he wrangled himself a pardon, slippery snake. And then? Well, four years later I hit Tombstone all trying to settle down. Even had little Finley all picked out, but it never happened. What did? Oh, that creeping crawling Blackie Culliver sweet talked her into leaving town with him. Your girl ran off with Blackie? To get hitched in Dawson City. Oh. Then he stranded her there, sick and broke. I burned the letter getting to her when I heard but I was too late. Oh, I'm sorry, but, but... That's a long time ago. Well, isn't it? I vowed I'd get that sidewinder. I chased him all over the West. But if you couldn't catch him, then then three days ago I seen him again. Here in Dry Goat? No, no, on TV. What? Yeah, some program was telecasting about a new bank opening in Fistore. And there, their biggest life was Blackie right on the TV. You could recognize him on television? Amazing. And you know what he was doing there, Marshal? What? Blackie Tolliver, who's held up more banks than I've got fingers and toes, was the guard in that bank. <laughs> you mean he pulled a switch, huh? Trailing with the law now. Quick as the TV was finished, I read him a letter. I challenged him to a shootout here in Dry Gulch where no one could interfere. And as soon as he shows up, I'm going to cut him down. Well, what makes you think he'll show? Well, two of his gang were stalking around yesterday looking to lay out for him. You mean two of his gang? How do you figure that? Well, it's simple. I sent them that leather when then they shows up. The first humans to set foot in dry gulch in ten years. Yes, sir. Now, uh, if Blackie's got a gang, I might need some help, see? Oh. That's where you come in. If things get too rough, you're going to step in and swing the tide. Me? Why, I haven't swung a tide in years. Penny! 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 A girl now entered the Red Dog. A girl, and I do not use the term loosely. Golden hair framed a face that belonged nowhere but on a ranch romantic cover. And her plaid shirt and jeans takes the sort of figure that lonely cowpokes dream of. The sort of figure, as a matter of fact, that lonely private detectives dream of, too. Now, this is my granddaughter Penny, Marshal. Pretty is a new saddle, ain't she? Howdy, Marshal. I've heard a lot about you. So I've heard. Uh, show the Marshal where he'll bed down, honey. And keep your eyes open, Spade. The environment's are liable to strike any minute. Well, you can run along now. Okay, Buck, you'll uh, be here. Well, I wouldn't be nowhere else for the next half hour. Now Sagebrush Sandy coming on. Brush Sandy? Yes, sir. The best thing that ever happened to TV. Oh, no. The greatest six jockey besides the Pecos River. Now, if I can just find him.
2: Now, we remove the tape from the oven. Now. Oh
1: dear, what a mess. Well, for this today. Dad ratted cooking experts. Oh, Dixieland. That Dixieland. Musical murder, that's what it is. And San Francisco police have no clue to the whereabouts of two armed gunmen who late this afternoon forced the guard to open the doors of the Park State Bank and escape with a suitcase full of currency. Cookin cookin expert. Expert. Dixieland, bank robbers. Incarnation Sagebrush Sandy. You um, And just listen to that record he's just spinning. <laughs> now, that's real music.
0: Now, oh, we must. Let's quickly. I
2: take it Sagebrush Sandy's program doesn't do anything for you. Well,
1: let's say the fresh air does more.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you saved, Mr. Sage. A minute I was afraid you we were leaving, Drygo. Where were you? Outside the window. You were trying to reach.
1: You mean you heard all the things Buck said then?
2: Uh-huh. We turn in here. Oh. Uh-huh. This is the overland Hotel.
1: Uh, you're not worried about your grandfather?
2: Oh, no, Mr. Stade. There's nothing wrong with him. It. He's been like this ever since I can remember. Oh? Oh, <laughs> well, here you are. Not the Paramount exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. charming, charming. Uh, yeah, about Buck?
2: Grandfather's a very old man he's Trying desperately to live in the past. That's why he bought dry dogs.
1: You mean he bought the whole town?
2: Locked stock and barrel. It was, well, a dream he'd had for years come true. A chance to live out his life in the sort of surroundings he loved.
1: And uh, Blackie Tolliver, the demon bank robber who came back on television day. <laughs> day.
2: I've heard about Blackie Tolliver since I was so high. This showdown with Blackie is all Grandfather talked about. And when it doesn't happen, there'll be no living with him. Unless he can be convinced Blackie was just too scared to face him.
1: And I am to convince him? Why me?
2: Who could convince him easier than Marshall Spade of the California Rangers talking to him man to man?
1: Oh, I see. Well, uh, look, I, I can't take it's as much. Play but it
2: dangerous for tonight. Tomorrow you can leave and forget the whole thing. You will help me. will not you Sam? <laughs>
1: Her face was only inches from mine and getting closer every second when the silence of dry dope was shattered by shouts and the sound of pounding feet. I crossed the room and peered out into the twilight. A man was running from the Red Dog saloon to the hotel. But nowhere near fast enough. All four of the shots that lanced out from the Red Dog caught him directly under my window. He staggered drunkenly and then fell face up in the street. As I looked down at him, two thoughts were inescapable. A, his was the same place Buck had shown me on the poster, so there was a Blackie Tolliver. And B, whatever game Penny's grandfather was playing right now was apparently one he was playing for Keith. You are listening to the weekly adventure of radio's most famous detective, Sam Spade. <laughs> met our new baby yet? I mean, NBC's new baby, The Big Show. And what a baby it is. The biggest baby you ever heard. And he's not crying either. Why should he cry with stars like Tallulah Bankhead, Jimmy Durante, Clifton Webb, Mindy Carson, Meredith Wilson, and a host of others to make him radio's greatest spectacle ever. This Sunday and every Sunday, meet The Big Show. An hour and a half of comedy, music, and drama. All this and Tallulah, too. No wonder it's The Big Show. And Sunday evening over most of these NBC stations also means Theater Guild on the air.
0: <laughs>
1: now back to the Dry Gulch Caper, or They Went That Away, tonight's adventure with Sam Spade. <laughs> Blackie Tolliver was still alive but unconscious when Penny and I reached him moments later. His forced breathing was the only sound to be heard along dry gulch's single street. Wherever Buck had gone after the shooting, whatever he was doing, he was quiet as a mouse. I examined Blackie as best I could in the dusky light. He was wearing a Park State Bank Guard uniform, and it was soaked with red. He needed medical attention fast. You guys, can
2: they'll call it murder,
1: won't they? Let's not talk about that now. Won't they? What else could they call it? Blackie didn't have a prayer. He isn't even carrying a gun. But Grandfather just... Did... Oh, Sam, what are we going to do? Right now, we're going to get Blackie to a hospital. That means we'll need horses and some help. There's no one to help us. Well, there's Buck. You saddle horses, I'll find him.
2: If we take him to a hospital, he still might die. And what are we gaining? But if we didn't, no one would ever know that Grandfather... Penny. Oh, I'll saddle horses. Sam, please don't
1: hit me for what I was thinking. I carried Blackie to the hotel porch and did what I could to make him comfortable. Then I started looking for Buck. Buck's TV set was still on when I reached the Red Dog, but it was playing to a dark, empty house. I turned away to continue my search, and then I stopped. The music tearing at my eardrums was pure Dixieland. Musical murder, as Buck called it. I checked my watch. 6.23. Only 23 minutes since Penny and I left the saloon. That meant sagebrush Sandy still had seven minutes to go. I could see Buck taking a powder after dropping Blackie, but I couldn't see him forsaking his beloved Sandy for Dixieland before he did it. I was wondering who had switched channels when I saw what I'd missed before, a sliver of light shining under a door at the back of the room. I cat-footed my way across the Red Dog and had almost reached the door when, for the second time since my arrival in Dry Gulch, I felt a gun barrel pressed against my spine. Don't stop, Snoop. Just keep moving right on through the door. I'm sorry, sir. I can hardly hear you with that music. All right, so we can turn it off the music. Thank you. Thank you. Now? Now move. Well, if you insist, but I can only stay a moment. Okay. What happened? I thought the population of this town was but one. So did I, Al. I got rid of the old timer, but on the way back I ran into this G. Apparently, the census taker's overlooking him. It only proves you can believe no man. We are given positive assurance the place is deserted, yet traffic suddenly becomes unbelled. Well, perhaps I was being over friendly, gentlemen. We Westerners get carried away now and then. Now, if you'll excuse me. Oh, that's no. Yes, friend. You have just arrived. Really, boys, it's far past my usual bedtime. So you sleep in tomorrow. Sit down, leave us chat. several things in that candlelit back room I could have chatted about. I could have told Al Perino, short, swarthy, and one of the best-known bank boys in the business, that I'd recognized him as soon as his friend herded me through the door. Or perhaps mentioned the currency stacked high on the table before. Each packet held together by a paper binder with the words, Park State Bank of San Francisco stamped very neatly on it. Now... Suppose you tell us about what you're snooping around for. Gentlemen, this is all a grievous misunderstanding. I merely happened by to remind you of the annual rodeo to be held at Devil's Elbow this coming Saturday. An innocent, friendly gesture. Tell us more. A most colorful event, the rodeo. Bronco-busting, covered wagon races, wild steer roping, and anyone can enter. Now, perhaps you would be interested. Me? Why? I haven't roped a wild steer in almost a fortnight. Your friend, perhaps? Heaven alone knows how long it's spent since I wrote this steer. I busted a monkey. Well, it was just a thought. Why? <laughs> Hold it. Please. I'm most unhappy that we misjudge you, Fred. Oh, it's nothing. Every call can't be a happy one. You already make me feel worse. I feel we owe you something for at least thinking of us. Don't you, Coffee? Yes, indeed, Al. Yes, indeed. I couldn't think of it. I'll uh, just run along. No, our minds are made up.
0: Give
1: it old Corky. I told for him as the words left his mouth because I knew what they intended to give me. But I only got in one punch because Corky knew what Al was going to say before he said it. That gave him a slight advantage. And it was all he needed. When I came out of it, I was lying in total darkness and I wasn't alone. Oh. Oh, dad, blasted varmints. She wouldn't like it loose and get my hands oh, on him. Oh, oh, oh. Varmints. let me loose. Uh, just a minute, Buck. I'll uh, give you a hand. Uh, there you are. Hey, how'd they get you, Buck? Oh, I was watching the TV, and I heard a car, and then Blackie and them two, they were skulking around yesterday. They drove up, and they walked right into the red dog as if they were in the stairs Who was carrying the suitcase? Blackie was. Uh, and the others was walking along behind him with their guns drawn, protecting him. so I couldn't get to them. Uh, so I sneaked around to the front of the Red Dog, hoping I could surprise him. Well, it was me that got surprised, though. Well, what happened, Buck? Well, they was in the back room, and Blackie was hollering about a double cross and a fair cut. not that their kind of talk. And then the door busted open, and he came a-tearing out across the room with that little critter right behind him. Well, that to be Al Torino. He's the one who got Blackie. He what? Got Blackie. You mean that wall critter's been messing around my range? Remember we heard on TV about the Park State Bank being knocked over? These yeah. are the boys who did it. Well, I'll be your... And Blackie was the hostage that announcer fellow was talking about. Uh-uh. He was the bank guard and they took him. No, no, Blackie was in it too, the inside man. He had to be. Do you think Blackie opened them doors for him without any persuasion, huh? I'll give you odds on it, Buck. And they didn't just happen to pick Dry Gulch as their hideout either. Blackie must have suggested it after you wrote and told him you were up here all along. You didn't know it, but you were handing him a perfect hideout. Yes, but why would one of his own gang drop Blackie? Perino and the other one apparently figured a lot of money for three would be even more for two. Yeah, I... Hey, hey, listen to that. The environment's a fixing to pull out. Come on, let's go get him. I'm right with you, Buck. Uh,
0: Hold up! Hold up, you bushwhacking dudes! Hey! No!
1: Dad, Raddatz, it too late, Marshal. There they go, tearing down the back road. Is there any way we can cut across country and head them off? Oh, uh, no, not a foot we can And by the time we saddle up some ponies, they will be done. It pains no. me to even mention this, Buck, but I sent Penny to do just that some time ago. You did? Yeah. Well, what are we waiting for? Hey. We galloped up draws, down canyons, through streams, over cliffs, and across deserts. And the only place on me that felt good was my head, where Corky had sapped me. And finally Buck, riding ahead of me, pulled his pony to a halt and waited for me to catch up. Somehow I slid south off my horse's neck and was back in the saddle again when I drew abreast of him. Well, we ain't gonna have to trap them dudes after all, Marshal. Huh? No, Cripple Creek done it first. Cripple Creek? The driest creek in the West. It crosses the road up ahead a piece. And right now, them critters is sitting hub deep in sand. Come on! Let's start riding circle. Riding circle? Indian style. Oh. Round and round the car, shall we pick them off? Oh, no, Buck. We're going to handle this my way, and it won't be on horseback. Here, What fancy plan have you got? None. It's very simple. We leave the horses right here. You get as close to them as you can along the road, and I'll circle around behind them. Now, don't show yourself until I go after them. You got it? Well, all right. But I still think Jackson is better. I left him there and got from bush to boulder to tree, working my way to a position behind Al Torino and Corfie. I had just reached a rock formation that overlooked the road right over their car and slipped my thirty eight out of its hiding place beneath the purple silk shirt when I realized that Buck wasn't going to do things anyway but his own. Claire crouched low, slightly behind Torino and his henchmen. His hands were an indistinct blur as Torino spun around, digging for his left armpit. He was fast, but it's almost impossible to outdraw a man who uses a breakaway shoulder holster. I was on my feet and running toward the car when Buck staggered backward, a look of surprise on his face, and then crumpled to the ground. I fired as I ran, and Corky's saddle face was still falling forward when Al Torino caught the last of my bullets and followed him down. I reached Buck and lifted him into a sitting position. Oh. His eyes were bewildered as he looked up at me. He got me, Marshal. Easy, easy, yeah. Buck. Now let's have a look. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Buck, you were lucky. Just grazed a rib. He got me, Marshal. Yeah, well, I guess I better hang up my shooting irons and just concentrate on tendon, tendon. You know, Buck. I've been wondering how you wound up with a granddaughter anyway. If the filly Blackie ran off with meant so much to you, how could you marry... marry up you? with somebody else? Yeah. Oh, shucks, Marshal. <laughs> Penny's grandma was twice the woman that first one was. Best in the West. Well, then, how come you held a grudge against Blackie all those years and wanted to shoot it out with him? Oh, I didn't really, but it all, a man's got to have a little excitement in his life, don't he? <laughs> End of report.
2: Sam. Hmm. What a fantastic
1: story. It is that, F. It is that, but uh, go type it up anyhow.
2: Are you sure you aren't making up the whole thing?
1: For the doubting promises, I have a matched set of saddle scars to prove the truth of each and every statement. Oh, oh, I think you'll
0: wait for it. I'll I'll type it up right away.
1: Chimes mean good times on NBC. There's no cover charge at Duffy's Tavern. Just keep your dial tuned to NBC later as Archie and his delightful friends cook up another mad and merry session at that remarkable restaurant, Duffy's Tavern. This Sunday, the big show comes your way again on NBC the best in comedy, music, and drama with Unpredictable Tallulah as MC, Jimmy Durante, Clifton Webb, and many more. No questions?
2: Well, one, if you don't mind. Ask,
1: uh, ask.
2: Um, Blackie died, I suppose.
1: Indeed not. He'll be up and in fine fettle by the time his pile rolls around. But
2: you went galloping across the desert and forgot all about him. Who took care of him?
1: The doctor. Who else? The doctor? Yeah.
2: What doctor? In a ghost
0: town?
1: Oh, oh besides forgetting Blackie, I also forgot there was a phone in dry Gulf. That's how Penny contacted me in the first place, remember? And she called a doctor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is Penny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: You, um... Sort of like her, didn't you, Sam?
1: Oh, she was all right in a beautiful, gorgeous sort of way. Oh, I
2: see. Think... We
1: uh, never did get to sit down and talk things over us. In fact, I never got to sit down. I still haven't.
2: Poor Sam. It's like Mother says, we all have muscles that we're not accustomed to use. And then
1: when we use them, they just say... They do indeed, oh. yes. Sam, hmm. the things you have to do to make both ends meet. Oh,
0: shut up. Come here. Oh, uh... Oh, good night, Good night, sweetheart.
1: The Adventures of Sam Spade are produced, edited, and directed by William Spear. Sam Spade was played by Stephen Dunn. Lorene Tuttle is Effie. Wally Mayer was Buck. Script for tonight's adventure by Don Carey. Musical scoring by Lud Bluskin, conducted by Robert Armbruster. Join us again next week, same time, for another adventure with Sam Spade. Hear the magnificent Montague, then visit Duffy's Tavern on NBC.